Kafka and Bond listeners, welcome back. I have the bat raised. We are at the halfway. 50, 50 up, Tony. It's, it's been a good job. It has been. You know, we, we said, let's get to 10 and see how it goes and if we want to continue it. And uh, yeah, we're now every week, every Wednesday. We uh, like the we sound of our own voice, so we've just kept going. I just like the sound of your voice. <laughs> I'm getting used to mine. We... Uh, no, it's been positive, and I think today is actually today is about positivity. Um, I love the fact, Jamie, that both of our parents still listen. Yeah, right. hey, <laughs> hey, mum. She's your biggest supporter. We we are going to talk about some positive, but we're actually going to touch on a few of the podcasts that we've done because we, I guess, today is going to relate to uh, the media and markets and things like that. But it sort of ties into a few of the podcasts we've done previously about the way that we've set up our portfolios, our asset allocation. I'm going to let you go on your little rant first. Are you are going to let me talk about it? Yeah, you look excited for it. So I am going to let you rant for a little bit, but we we will tie it back to that because it is relevant. So you're putting a disclaimer up front to apologise. Apologise for my rant up front. No, no, I think think it ties in. So I'm going to let you go. I've allowed you this. So My, My grumpy old man rant. Let's start, when we talk about positive, there's also negative let's talk let's talk negativity tone no 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 negative or positive <laughs> well no it's 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 really interesting isn't it how you know you have the media which it just and they've always said this you know if you watch the news at night there's never positive stories they try to put some spins on some things now but there's always negatives and some of the stories they have it's just like you know uh, Willard made a comment before. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. You know, when it comes to when it comes to the news, it's it's all about the bad news and the bad press and you know big headlines on the front page, etc. But it's what's really interesting is that people's mindsets. And I, I do a lot of work with mindsets, as you know. So looking at people's mindsets, and I like to think of myself as an optimistic and positive person. Mm-hmm. But you're not always. Uh, so to think that somebody is constantly optimistic and constantly positive, it's wrong. They're not. Uh, because we all have negative feelings. We all have negative thoughts. But I think there's, there's people think you're either positive or you're negative. A lot of the times you're actually neutral. Uh, and it's if you consider a lot of the ways of moving forward is because you're in a neutral stance. If you're either just positive or negative, you'd you know it'd be the normal take two steps forward. Oh no, I've got to walk if, backwards. If you two go on, steps, if so. you go on Twitter, I don't reckon there's any neutral. I think they're they they are either screaming at you or they're positive. There's no neutral Social on Twitter. Media. <laughs> Social media, Jamie. Don't get me started, but no, I am on it. Yeah. What is Twitter, by the way? Yeah, I know. So I that's, that's the one I won't let you on. That's the one you won't <laughs> let me on. Okay, but 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 talk about that. If you talk about social media. As an example, you know, I gave myself a blanket ban of following uh, political Facebook sites. Following? I was going to say there's still some comments that leak out. Oh, really? Yeah. I, th- I, th- I <laughs> thought I'd make sure my friends don't get to see them. <laughs> so it's uh, that's only on one. But there, there is the, you know, the that might be my viewpoints. But, the, you know, it's, and the reason being is when people will go and have a rant about politician superannuation, so I get on there and correct them, and then get called a, I won't even mention it. So it's just like there's no neutral area. But I'm stating the facts. You know, so I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm. I'm just saying that you're wrong, and here's the facts. So you can still be right. Let's keep talking about so negativity. <laughs> well, well, I think the thing is with negativity is you can talk your way out of things. You can talk your way out of making decisions with negativity. And one of the things is is that we always have negative thoughts. And when you have negative thoughts, it's easier to overcome them. But it's also known that if you actually say those negative thoughts or sarcastic comments or something like that out loud, 
40 to 70% of the time, it will eventuate. And it's like, so if, for example, you say you, you've played football before um, and I've you know, watched you play numerous games of football, but if you went out to that field and say, oh, my hands are a bit slippery today, I just know that I'm going to drop half of my marks and you go out for that first mark and the ball hits you square in the face, go straight through your hands, because you've already actually put that in your subconscious. I'm not saying it's a divine magical power out there that said you wish that it's going to happen, uh, but basically it's a case you've already put that thought process in your head. So it's, you know, it's a case of that, well, it'll happen because that's what will eventuate. So the, the thoughts you think is what you actually become. But it's the same on the positive side as well. So as I said, it's not as, I, I like to think of myself as a very optimistic and bit of an elastic mind. I, you know, I'm, I can say, here's what we're going to do and you are able to convince me, no, you're not. <laughs> so it's, um, or yeah. here's the reasons why we should look at something slightly different. But from the positive side, you know, it, it's about achieving goals is if you think it, you've got a chance of achieving it. You know, you might have a 5% chance. If you commit that thought to writing, you're actually now starting to take action. You've got a 20, I'm making these statistics up by the way, but you've got a 20 or 30% chance of then achieving because you've actually committed it to writing. If you share your goals out loud, and no matter how big they are and how much of a change they are, if you share them out loud and you've got an action plan in place and you get people on board with you, you've got a 70 to 80% chance of achieving that. And as we've spoken previously before, you know, if your goal is to lose 10 kilos and you only lose seven, you still achieved, you haven't necessarily achieved that goal of 10 kilos, but you're still far better off than what you were by actually doing nothing or just by thinking about it. So, but if you have that negative thought process of, you know, oh, you know, and you say this out loud, I can never lose weight. And then you go and buy yourself a bag of Doritos because you've already put in your, I'll never be able to lose weight. I'll never be able to stop eating bread. I'll never be able to stop. And that's where that negativity comes in. And we see that every day in the press. You know, so, and we've spoken about, and if you're going to let me have my rant, cut me off if I have to, Jamie. It will get, uh, Willard's never had to edit this before, and I might not let it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, he's, uh, he, he's starting to get worried over there. Yeah. But basically, if you take, for example, this coronavirus, and, you know, it's, I am not a medical expert whatsoever. But what I will say is sometimes the way I'm looking at, let's cancel, you know, let's cancel crowds at sporting events at the football or you know let's have horses run around a track but no one's allowed to watch them unless you're at home on your tv um you would swear that we are getting set up for this uh you'd swear the coronavirus was a zombie apocalypse in all honesty so uh and if you ever watched a movie world war z with brad pitt you'd swear that's what's actually happening it's a really bad flu that kills some people yeah the in the flu kills people you know, so I, I saw a statistic that 200,000 people, so 25 million people every year in the US catch the flu. I'm not talking about a cold and a runny nose. I'm talking about catch the flu. 200,000 are hospitalised hospitalized every single year for the flu. 36,000 die every year in the US of the flu. That's, you know, from a statistical percentage, you have a look at the coronavirus and you're thinking... Really? What, what? And, you know, if it is going to be the zombie apocalypse, Jamie, the only thing I'd say is stock up on rice and pasta and canned tomatoes. Don't stock up on toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, stock up on stuff to actually survive because if it does become the zombie apocalypse and you're getting chased by one of them, 
you know, who does affect the most people over the age of 80? They're really slow anyway. Yeah. yeah sorry, Mum. So, <laughs> so, so we, we, we did talk about this last week, and it's tied into today, but we, we've talked about, I guess, you know, that negativity, and, it, and it's driven down, and, and it's stopped trade, and it's stopped business, and it's, you know, hurt markets over the last few weeks. But I guess our positive spin on that has been the way that we've actually been able to set ourselves for an event like this. Really yeah, well, portfolios. do you know... We didn't know what the driver would be to bring down some of the markets, the 12-year bull run that they've had in the US, as an example. Um, We had a great uh, 18-month period on the Australian market. But what we did know was that the markets in some sectors were certainly overvalued. And there has been a really good bull run. And you have a look and say, okay, what is potentially going to stop this bull run? Because if we have cheap money if we have good wages if we have strong economies people are still going to buy and if people still buy companies profits are still up and if companies profits are still up people will go and still continually invest in the stock market and we have a mandated by law process here in australia that every day people invest in the stock market whether they know it or not just by as long as they turn up to work by virtue of our superannuation system so in australia it's actually mandated by law to invest in the into the stock market so on that basis is what was actually going to be the halt? I didn't think it would be the flu. Um, the virus. The virus. <laughs> so, look, I'm giving here. But the basis of is, yeah, the markets were uh, overvalued. Some of them have come back. Is it an issue for us? No. And and when I say for us, I'm talking about our clients as well as my own portfolio. Yeah, there, there's been, obviously there's been drawdowns. Yeah. Um, well, you we, even saw, you know, when we were looking at the new Macquarie system and we said we're going to test this on my portfolio and we reweighted some of my portfolio and you saw I reweighted a bit more to fixed interest. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm very heavily involved in growth, but you saw me reweight more to fixed interest at the moment because of the same philosophy that the market's a little bit high and that fixed interest, guess what? It's going to be, for me personally, it's going to be saying if i'm looking at three years time from where the markets are now they're going to be higher yep. they still could come down some more they still come down another 15 percent. they're going to be higher from where they are now and when i say in the markets i'm talking more particularly the u.s market at the moment but when we when we actually have that it's a case of that we have been strategically placed our balance fund which as i've always said a balance fund should be 50 percent growth 50 percent defensive where it can go up to 60 40 or 40 60 depending on where markets are so if markets are down low and they're on a rising and they're on a rise yeah go 60 percent growth and that might turn into 70 then you take that back off the table and bring it back down so our balance fund is not 99% growth, 1% cash, you know, like, um, who is it? Host Plus? Yeah. So it's, uh, so yeah, and their hard assets, yeah, they won't be reweighting their hard assets at the moment, but th- that, that fund is going to get crunched. And the other? And the other. What's other? <laughs> Come on, Charlie, tell us. What's other investments that you have in there? But the basis of it is that, sorry, not Charlie, Sam. Um, the, the basis of it is that, when you have a look at our portfolios, we have been more conservative uh, than most over the past period of time. We haven't walked away from the growth. We've still had good growth, but it's been strategically placed for growth. Yep. 
and then say, okay, if you are going to go into the markets now, do we go dynamic? No, we've already got 45% of our portfolio in dynamic. We'll trust Morningstar to actually say, yes, I think this sector is being oversold and they will buy an ETF in that sector. Uh, so that's that's for Daniel and his team globally to, to actually go and do that, that and start looking at that. And I think they've uh, redeployed about 3% from cash in their balanced uh, real return fund at the moment onto into some growth assets. So they are seeing some specific opportunities which they'll take. So it's not quite Boxing Day sales yet. But it's not quite that. the 26th of December just as of yet, but I'll tell you what, it, it, it's still it's still like a mid-year sale at the moment. Yeah. And, and even when you consider so... What would we do from an index side? Does this mean, oh, well, if you consider that, I think it's something like 60 or 70% of the money goes into the market, goes in through an index. So people panic and selling, they're selling their index funds. You know, Vanguard's outflows at the moment must be quite wonderful. And we support Vanguard uh, in our portfolios as well. We think they're magnificent. But in saying that, if we're going to go in, do we think one sector is going to rise? Well, as I said, that's Morningstar, that's Daniel, that's Andrews, uh, Andrew Lill in Chicago, that's uh, Michael here, that's Clint here. That's their job uh, to, to find all that. Uh, and Matthew, of course, who runs the Asia Pacific. So basically what we're looking at then is where do we go? Well, the, if the US index has just been hammered and we're all of a sudden thinking, well, there's some potential growth here, yeah, we might we might put in the future and not this distance future three or four percent you know back into just the s p 500 index yeah if it's on for sale why wouldn't we and this is the this is that euphoria this is that negativity is you know the black monday or black tuesday or think you know there's never been a black saturday um in regards to the stock market but that's just for you know bushfires that we have uh, but the basis of it is then you've got this and you say the markets are down uh, and people avoid them. The markets are up and you've got euphoria. Let's keep buying when there's no growth left in the market. So think of this as a shopping. You know, as, um, you once called me the Jewish Santa Claus. I take my kids Christmas shopping on Boxing Day. Why wouldn't I? I know, I know <laughs> you still hate me for it. Yeah, uh, you still need to wake up with a present on Christmas, but... I give, I give them a hug, but they get twice as much the following day than what they would have got uh, previously. So, And I, I think that's when we're looking at the markets is that, yep, part of the growth side has come down. But if the markets are down 20% and you've only got 40% in growth and that's been strategically placed, yeah, your portfolio might be down 7 or 8% over the last few weeks. Does that mean panic? No, it means, you know, potentially sit back and look at what is what is going to be the potential to buy yep. in the not too distant. I can't tell you when the 26th of December is going to be in regards to the markets for that Boxing Day uh, sale to go in. And if I ever was to pick the bottom of the market, it's pure luck. You know, it would be the good old Australian term, fluke. Yep. What an absolute fluke um, it would actually be. But last but not least, when you're actually looking at it and saying, we can look and say the market is now cheaper than what it was last year. We liked it last year. We're looking three years, five years, ten years in the future. We're not caring about what happens next week. Yeah, we think there's going to be some good growth. There's still, you know, market finished 3% up yesterday, finished 7% down the day before. That's just the swings and roundabouts we're on at the moment. But we've been very... We've had to defend our, our conservative positions, you know, a while ago. You yep. think about that, people saying, well, you haven't got as much as, you know, Hester. Well, because we had 99% on market. That's yeah. why. 
and, um, and, and we, you know, we're not going to pay, as you said, we're not going to walk into David Jones on the most expensive day and buy. Oh, not if I can, not if I can wait a few more days, and know I can wait a few more days, and there's the opportunity to buy twice as much of what I wanted for the same price. And that's shown in our drawdowns. We we're nowhere near those other companies in regards to drawdowns, and as we know, clients feel their losses a lot more than their gains. Absolutely, and that's why it's as I said. There's no harm being conservative or a bit more conservative when there's euphoria in the markets and that's where we are. So no matter what the press say and what the headline's going to be tomorrow and whether you know whether it stays a very bad flu or whether it does become the zombie apocalypse, we're ready. Stay positive. Can't find toilet paper, mm-hmm. but we're ready. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it and uh, look forward to number 51 next week. Thanks.